0: Welcome to the Parkscope Unprofessional Podcast. I am hosting, even though Joe is on the call, because I'm in better physical condition. Yes. Joining me, Alan, is Joe. Joe, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. I'm actually, I have my NyQuil shot right now. I'm taking it. So this is going to get, <laughs> this is going to get lucid real quick.
0: Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I should just be, I have like a bottle of rum. It's like an old like bottle of Bacardi that's been in my freezer for years that I just occasionally take shots out of when I feel better, <laughs> or want to feel better. The so medi- maybe I should go visit that later.
1: The medicinal pussers. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Just, you know, the medicinal bad rum. I actually bought it originally just to do, like, uh, Bananas Foster with. Yeah. And I was, I was really bad at making Bananas Foster, so I've just given up. It may not have enough alcohol content. I'm not sure. You probably want Anyways, 151 for that, I imagine. Yeah, I really, that's exactly what it is. Also joining us, Alex. What's going on, hey, Hello, Hey, uh, I'm doing good. So we have a, a show to do, I suppose. Um, the three of us all spent quality time with each other last weekend, uh, which we'll get to in just a moment. Um, but, you know, we've we've all been busy, and so we haven't gotten to record until now, which is like a week later. And uh, hopefully you enjoy the show nonetheless. Um, as far as new stuff going on, Joe, what's going on? in orlando right now anything
1: uh well tomorrow um we're recording this on the 21st i'm thinking about we're going to release it maybe a week from now and then like put in my steel vengeance review at the end just an idea okay Um, excuse me so uh tomorrow is the 20th anniversary of animal kingdom oh that's right to make you feel really really old (laughs) <laughs> uh, I remember when it was like a dirt lot still,
0: so that's terrifying
1: I remember when Beastly Kingdom was coming and not Pandora um, all that stuff um, so I, re- I remember when I've never been there <laughs> It's a nice park, I mean inter- it's, like, it's like half of a zoo and half an amusement park, so it's not like fully a zoo, but it's also not fully an amusement park, but it doesn't really form a full park necessarily it's kind of like,
0: you know, obviously the, the natural comparison is Busch Gardens Tampa. And the way I put it is that aesthetically, like, you know, the, the fine details of Animal Kingdom are definitely way better than Busch Gardens Tampa. But Busch Gardens Tampa, like at its best, is a superior overall part to Animal Kingdom, if that makes sense. At least in my mind. Like, clearly the shows are better at Animal Kingdom. And clearly, like, a lot more money was spent on, on rock work. And making buildings look like they're in Africa. But that's where it ends. And so, like the rest of this stuff, you know, it, it's it's not bad. It's a good park. It's a really good park. But, you know, it, it's a little lacking in some de- – basically in the ride department. Like it has what, eight rides?
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean plus – I mean including Rama, which is a joke. It has like – well, Yeah, including
0: Rama, Yeah. One, two, three,
1: four, five, six uh yeah eight rides hey and, it's more than hollywood
0: studios
2: yes yeah, it does. twice as
0: many as a matter of fact yeah double the rides of hollywood studios <laughs> um but hey you know it's something but no seriously it's it's a fine park the stuff there is looks really nice um
2: i, I really and, want to get there it's just i've been waiting to like I, I want to do an annual pass at some point in my life and i just didn't want to spend the extra hundred and something dollars when I know I'm going to spend big bucks on an annual pass, so I can't wait to go because, like, I've been wanting to Everest since, you know, it was announced.
0: So
1: Everest I can't wait to have, is a thing. <laughs> I,
0: I can't wait to have a discussion about Everest with you, Alex. You have oh, no idea, good or no, bad. Um, bad. Mark Rose. Mark Rosenzweig calls it the hundred million dollars icon Okay. It <laughs> <laughs> looks fun. I don't. I'll probably like it. It's not bad. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I don't want to say that it's a bad ride. It's just
1: like... I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it's it's fine. Yeah, just whatever you'll whatever love it. The problem... You'll enjoy it. It's, yeah. it's helixes. I mean, besides the one drop you see, it's just helixes. That's the problem. Like, well, it's got cool things going on, though, otherwise. I, I
0: mean, yeah. Yeah, we're not saying it's bad. It's just, you know, it's helixes. But there, but there's really? also
1: a certain level of Disney fandom that sees a large hill and thinks it's the end-all, be-all of roller coasters. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, so, I mean, it's fun. I, I think it's one of the best queues in Orlando. I mean, there's tea in the queue. That's great.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, unquestionably, it's it's really well-themed. Like, you can't argue with the amount of effort that was put into that ride. It's just that, you know, the end experience is not uh, okay. It's, it's it's an okay experience as far as the coaster itself. Everything else around it is better than the coaster itself. If that makes
1: sense.
2: And yeah. I hear uh, that they should probably fix the Yeti, right?
1: Oh God, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. We won't. That that's just a nightmare because and like, so my understanding is that ops started operating more trains than they designed it for, so the Yeti was cycling more than they designed it for. And then it caused cracks in the foundation of the Yeti, and they they couldn't access the Yeti without like removing some of the coaster to like fix it. So it's just been a constant battle between Imagineering, engineering, and ops, all pointing fingers at each other. The whole t- for like the past like thirteen years. That's that's that's, uh, that's everything. So I
2: think the story we've always heard is whenever it finally goes down for its first big rehab, that's when it will be fixed. But that has to happen first they're not going to shut it down for that
1: well and, and by big rehab it's probably going to be like a year-long rehab like that's yeah the kind yeah. of rehab it will need to go through because you're going to be removing track and adding track back like that's large inside the mountain yeah
0: exactly. yeah i mean there's there's a lot to it and you know they they don't have enough capacity at that park to shut it down for eons so one day Day it'll happen, yeah. But anyways, no, you'll you'll like the park. I mean, the the zoo areas, the enclosures are really nice, and
1: Kilimanjaro Safaris is one of the best attractions in Orlando.
0: Yeah, it's great. Uh, Dinosaur is actually deeply underrated.
1: Oh yes, I agree.
0: And then you get two credits, uh, possibly three if you decide to count each of the separate tracks. Of why um, wouldn't you? I because, I don't think I do
1: because well the reason why is that sometimes they don't operate both sides and sometimes when they do one side is fast pass and one side is standby so you may <laughs> not be able to get both but just keep I in will mind. make it happen you'll, you'll will yeah.
0: it yeah it will it will occur it simply will be um,
2: I will probably go there first because I do not want to wait for a freaking crazy mouse. <laughs>
0: I do not believe well, you at all.
1: At first, after uh, the Avatar, uh, of course. Well, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to be reasonable here. Yeah, well,
1: yeah. The, uh, the good news is it sounds like Avatar is running at capacity now, so you're not getting... So, like, Disney's still saying it's a two-hour wait, but people are only waiting an hour, if an hour. So that's I'm always good, okay with that. So the good news is that, hey, it's actually running at capacity and, and lines are reasonable instead of the four hours because they had, like, one theater running and it was dispatching every seven minutes. So that's a good sign.
0: But yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a good park. I mean, uh, I'm glad that it's um, it never closed down. That's good.
1: Yeah.
0: That (laughs) it's not abandoned. Yeah. I don't know what else you can really say aside from that. I mean, it's not dead. Yeah. So you know, there's that going for it. Um, And uh, they did build more stuff eventually. So there's also that. That's good. Well everyone's always going to complain when a new park opens. But it takes time. It does. I mean, it's tough to get a whole like actualized park at one time. Especially, you know, like with Disney. I guess with yeah. Disney Sea, you can sit there and say like, look at what they've okay, added. Yeah, that to one Disney they did C. it right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like what, they've only added um what one ride really since then and kind of pseudo replaced another one by just changing the video. Mhm. So you know, that was that was kind of done adequately. Probably a lot of the, the Chinese parks, too. Like, you can sit there and say, like, yeah, they opened up with a billion rides. Oh, there's that park that's opening in Turkey with, like, 20 coasters. There's that one, too. <laughs> if it ever opens, right? If it ever opens. Right, that's the yeah. best story. I love that park. It's so bad that somebody oh God, would actually like, do that.
2: It's like the worst production models you would ever want.
0: It says it's opening on the 23rd of April on our CDB. So it opens Monday
1: interesting, oh, okay, that's well so
0: there there's 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 a news piece for us. Let's talk about anka Park. I, and I, I feel like I know
2: I think we both know someone who is gonna be going there like immediately, don't we? Well, I don't personally know him. you've met him once,
0: yeah, I've met him a couple times. Oh, I'm right. sure that I'm sure our our uh, my good friend not my good friend but uh <laughs> but richard banister is going to be there yeah they're building 17 roller coasters
2: Seven please go down the list go down the list for joe He's yeah let's talk this let's talk about <laughs> okay. the coasters
0: that they're getting so <laughs> yeah, coaster this is, number 1 this is fantastic okay it's called altini medini uh, it's a figure eight it's turkish for gold mine okay that's all that, that's all that's known about it's a family coaster okay Then they have a Zyre Force 190. Uh, That's a pretty meaningless statement, but basically Air Grover at Bush Gardens Tampa. Okay. They're getting that. It's going to be called something in in Turkish I can't pronounce. Then there's Elma Kurdu, which is a wacky worm. Okay. Then there's a (laughs) Gurdap. What a great name. (laughs) (laughs) Which is is an Interpark (laughs) Wildwind. The the Wildwind is so bad that when Rye built one, they did g-force testing on it and it had a lateral jolt of four g's oh geez so it just never opened like they took it down after they built it and then sold it and it went to the philippines then
2: after, wait after jolly roger i think Charlie
0: after jolly Ro- Ro- yeah yeah it went to to maryland and then they didn't open it either because they also realized it was incredibly dangerous and then it got sent to the philippines and yeah. and the poor filipinos it's probably why they now have a fascist leader like too many of them wrote it <laughs> It caused <laughs> caused actual brain damage, and and now they've they've elected an awful human being. Um, the next coaster is called Mouse Coaster, which is a copy of the Zamperla slash Reverchon spinning mouse, much like um, Primeval World, mm-hmm. except it's made by Levant Luna Park, a Turkish what? ride company. Sure, uh, okay. Then oh, it gets better. Then we have Beijing Xiolabi Amusement Equipment's Magic Roller Coaster, which is a knockoff of the Sky Loop roller coasters that were built, Uh, like at Magic. Was it Magic? uh, Magic Springs has one. Who built that ride? Do you remember, Alex? Marishan. Marishan. Yeah, that's right. So it's a knockoff of a of like a busted ride already, Uh, and now it's made by a Chinese company. Then we've got Space Trip, which is literally the same name as the production model called Space Trip. Okay. Which is which is just like a really weird-looking Wild Mouse-style coaster. Then we have – then there's a bunch of coasters where they don't have a name yet. Uh, they have a 10-inversion roller coaster from Intamin, which is basically a copy of – it's very similar. I shouldn't say it's a total copy, but it's, it's very similar to Colossus at Thorpe Park.
2: yeah. Yeah, they just changed the drop to a straight drop from a straight drop to a curving drop.
0: Yeah, it's it's not very different. Uh, something called cable
2: lift instead of a chain lift. But that's some, probably the best coaster in the park, I would think.
0: Yeah, there's there's a strong possibility that that's the best yeah. coaster in the park. Uh, there's something called Air Force Indoor, uh, and then there's Air Force, both of which <laughs> are listed as family coasters. What uh, <laughs> the one of them is a is a Zamperla Air Force coaster. So
2: <laughs> we'll put one inside and we'll
0: put one outside. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's exactly what it is. It's kind of like an arrow suspended, but it looks like it's for babies.
2: Yeah, it's like the same ride system as like what Kenobles has right near the sky ride.
0: Yeah, yeah, which on, is which is a, a small children's yeah, it's really small. Then this is the best part. This is the best one. I'm going to save that for last. Actually, I'm skipping. Oh, I know that what you're one.
2: talking about. I cannot wait.
0: I'm coming back to that one. <laughs> Next we have we have ESC five thirty five, <laughs> which is just again that's just the model number. Uh-huh. Uh huh. From who's this? It's a it's a Zire uh, five thirty five, which is a kids coaster basically. Okay, actually, another no, one of them. It's yeah. it's actually like a junior coaster. It's it's slightly bigger than that. Um, it's like. Look actually, it's seventy feet tall. Wow, that's impressive. It's it's another it's, yeah, it's another pretty friction. big for Zaire. Yeah, um, most of the coasters don't peak
2: above fifty feet.
0: Ugh. Then they have a copy of the Australian Jet Rescue ride from Intamin, which is basically uh, you know think of like the Tron coaster but fully outdoors. Yeah, <laughs> another good one. Yeah, so they have that. Then they have this is this is a long list here. I mean, there's seventeen coasters on the list. You know. <laughs> Uh, they have a Volare. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's listed as Unknown Loop Coaster 395, oh, okay. which is another I.E. Park loop coaster, the only one that's ever been built. I.E. Park's rides are universally horrible, so that will be bad. Wasn't the only one that was
2: built the one that fell into the ocean? Um, about, or was that Tentacle Park?
0: Yeah, you're thinking of – you're probably thinking of te- – maybe it's I.E. Park that fell into I the forget. ocean. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you know which one I'm talking about, the one at Funtown Pier.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that no, that's terrible. No, 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 no. You know what? That was um that's a copy. It's probably a copy of that, because IE park no, IE Park didn't buy that stuff. Interpark did. So it could oh. be an IE park ripoff of an Interpark copy <laughs> of a Penafari Looper. Okay. Then we've got this <laughs> there's one that's just listed as Unknown Family in version zero. <laughs> unknown Power Mouse, which is a Fabri – uh, spinning mouse. Oh dear! And then the creme de la creme. Oh the, yes, the pinnacle.
2: Oh of, my!
0: Of all that is bad that has ever been built, cool and fresh. Oh, cool! Has returned. Has returned, and it will be running in Turkey. I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, and I will implore anyone out there currently listening that go on YouTube, put in the words "cool." And fresh with the with the and with the ampersand, and then you will see a video that shows you POV of what is quite possibly the worst roller coaster.
1: Oh yes, I know. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Ever designed, conceived, etc. Like nothing about <laughs> it was good. They, and, they.
2: Uh, if I believe they tried to rush it out before um, Gershovac got their Eurofighter done.
0: Yeah, I mean, they got it way out before the Eurofighter. Like, this was. Yeah, they
2: were like, yeah, we beat Gurswaller. <laughs> this was like
0: 1999 that they put this thing out there. Oh,
2: was it that early? I thought it was. Oh, yeah. Uh, when oh, was yeah. It's Gurswaller. Uh, Eurofighter.
0: Uh, Rage? That was like 2003, I want to say.
2: The one uh, at that Bonbon bon Land, right?
0: Um, Let's see. Rage at Adventure Island in the UK was
2: 2007.
0: Bonbon uh, bon Land was the first one. Bonbon bon Land? That yeah, was. Yeah, was the first one. I've been on that one, too. I didn't remember. Let's see. Extreme. Builds Fitnet. 2003. They beat it it by a while. They beat it by a couple of years.
2: And by the way, this is SPF Vista, if I remember correctly. right? Yes.
0: Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, it's so bad. They've Uh, come a
2: long way, haven't they?
0: They have. They have. I guess.
2: I don't don't know. You can't really argue with the ongoing success that I keep on hyping about the damn spinning coasters, but whatever. (laughs)
0: Uh, so anyways, Anka park is, is open and I, I can't believe it. It's been in the world for years and if you want to go to a park, uh, that's in a country that may be becoming a fascist dictatorship, um, it's definitely there and there's a lot of credits and there's a bunch of other parks that are, that are in Turkey now too, that have appeared in the last couple of years. There's a couple actually interesting looking theme parks, but again, you know, the minor issue of it kind of becoming a pseudo fascist dictatorship is a bit of a bummer. So
1: a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, just keep that in mind. Um, so also more Orlando news. Yes. Um, Universal settled their lawsuit with Stan Thomas, who owned all the land they bought in 2015. Uh, right? yes. So now yes, they yes. have all of the rights to build theme parks and all sorts of fun stuff. And it's a very large chunk of land. Um, I think it's, very, it's equivalent to or a little larger than uh, the main property. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of interesting. So we're looking at uh, – a lot of insiders are saying that this thing is being, is being uh, sped up as quickly as they can to get a new park open with CityWalk, a new version of CityWalk, and then three more resorts in the area. Um, the idea is they want to have that open by uh, 20, 21, 22, somewhere in that area. Christ. Yeah.
2: That's fast.
1: Yeah, so they want to get this thing – like they're starting like soon on leveling and they're sending security over there I believe soon also. So that's going to be a so thing. So
2: do they own everything now or is it still all that patchy area?
1: So it's patch E in a way, but it's, they own all that land. Like, like there's like Stan still owns a little bit of land, but it's not the main chunk where Lockheed Martin used to test. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's all of it now. So it's a good, good chunk. So that's going to be exciting. Um, and also,
2: yeah, it, I was thinking oh, yeah. about that, that, Oh man, they're gonna have to do some like road infrastructure upgrades because that's not easily accessible from. I mean, it's not far, but it's still not great, right?
1: Um, I mean, they built Universal Boulevard um, to access that back in the '90s, uh, back when they uh, okay, still sure, owned that. Because sure. they they resold this property when uh, Vivendi owned them, but uh, okay, uh, they uh, have it. They have it again, and they have it. So it's. Um, Basically, the land is right around the um, Orange County Convention Center. It's, uh, it's north to the right, and also a bunch of land that uh, surrounds the uh, Rosen Shingle Creek. That's probably the best way to put it. Um, and then there's a, a, a bit more other land, but that probably be for uh, various um, off-site you know, buildings and things that Universal needs for their uh, uh, offices and such, so... That's kind of what's going on there, and also at Universal, they started uh, vertical construction on the Harry Potter coaster, so we have supports and track going for that.
0: Yeah, we looked at that a little bit uh, last weekend, mm-hmm. and I think we actually Alex and I were talking about it afterwards, and we're like, you know what? Actually, the supports do look like a spike. How so? Like,
1: what do you mean by spike? Like
2: because they go up into a big tower, and then there's nothing above the tower. Yeah, and if you look on the other side of it, there's really... nothing no foundation that could work, like yeah. making a top hat or something. So I, and that would be kind of a cool thing. I mean, I, I, as again, like, we're going to see this track rise, and we might go meh, but I, I think it's it's what they do with that, with all the theming elements they they go on to, because you can make a, you know, not like amazing track layout and just turn it into something amazing with all the theming, I think, right?
1: Yeah. I think it's going to be so, great. I think it's going to be a really, really good uh, ride. So
2: I mean, they they have a lot to live up to with the first after the first two projects. So, and everyone knows that, and I think they know that too. So,
1: yes. So, oh, I mean, we can go into the next bit of news, which is that they started Fast and the Furious testing, which is just as bad as we thought it would be. Um, <laughs> uh, my understanding is the ride is basically uh, the issue was that they that disaster was falling apart so quickly they just needed to get something up and running in that area as soon as possible um it's not good we'll just end it there and it's disappointing and i think they they know it too and i think universal creative knows that very very well so we'll just leave it at that and just say it's happening or something i don't know
0: that's, you know, it's too bad because that was – there's a lot of space mm-hmm. to build something that's much more interesting than what they have. Oh, yeah. And, you know, to, to end up with that situation of having basically a bummy, mediocre ride. And I guess it sounds like even the video is pretty much exactly the same. Like there's the dinosaur parking leaving the tunnel or something like that, yeah. just like there is isn't in Hollywood. So they didn't even bother to to redo the video at all. Oh, um,
2: really? Because the video is, like, completely different for Kong. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's what it is. I wasn't is. too
2: impressed with what I saw in Hollywood. So I wasn't, uh, but I was like a little bit like, okay, you know, but it's different. Kong was different. So maybe this will be different and good and we'll be all happy.
0: I think that's <laughs> what I was hoping for for sure, too. But, you know, apparently that's not the deal. So, yeah. 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 It's too bad.
1: Yeah. Um, it sounds, uh-huh. uh, but the, uh, new nighttime show sounds interesting. Uh, Reportedly, it may use drones actually, and they're building a massive uh, base, like kind of like a foundation in the water, uh, yeah, for fountains. What, what could that be used for? I'm thinking, okay. world of color fountains. Okay. That's what I'm thinking.
2: I don't know, but I think they, I think they know that. You now that's what everyone goes to for Disney at night, and they're lacking in that. And I think they finally are like, okay, we need to, we need to step it up here on this, this, this aspect of our theme park.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just don't know why they haven't announced it yet, because that would be a thing you'd announce. <laughs> but I don't know.
2: But anyway... I'd love to see them... Can I just say one thing? I'd love to see them do it in Hounds you know, um, of Adventure, because there's all those freaking walkways that never, no one ever goes down. Like, I've explored them because they're just fun. But, like, they, they like, scream a nighttime show in the middle of that park.
1: Well, I... I I I agree with you, and they've done nighttime shows in the park like when they opened, but I would say that Universal would answer that by saying, well, we have a nighttime show Um, at Owl's Adventure. (laughs) Which I don't agree with, because I think one of them is a projection show on Hogwarts Castle, the other one can be an actual nighttime show. You can do both. Um, But, yeah, I think that's where they would argue. They'd just say, hey, we already have one. So, I don't know. It's just... It's Universal being Universal. They get weird about stuff, and then, you know, whatever. But anyway, that's kind of all the news out of Orlando right now, it sounds like. Uh, Disney's doing all their construction, which is good. But that's about it, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know what? Um, it, it's I'm trying to think how, how to word this. I think the thing is, like, you know, it, it's tough to slam Universal for having done kind of a bummy attraction in this case with uh with what they did with fast and the furious there because for the most part everything else they've done has been really decent um it's, it's tough to be really mad at kong i mean if you want to be upset about um the jimmy fallon ride you know that's weird but you know i suppose that's okay but you know they've built so many really high quality big attractions in the last 10 years that you know, they're allowed a couple of mediocre ones, too. Yeah, uh, it's got good capacity, so there's that. Yeah, yeah, it's going to take... People are going to go ride it, and probably a couple people will actually enjoy it, you know. Um, maybe even I will. Maybe I'm just being really down on it, and I'll get on it and be like, yeah, that was that was pretty decent. Um, I don't expect that necessarily, but it's possible. Weirder things have happened. Uh, what I do know is that we are in a position now that pretty much the only backstage tour type ride, like disaster, you know, Catastrophe Canyon type thing that exists. Well, you've got the Hollywood uh, tram, which still mm. exists. The one in Paris has been shut down, right?
1: Uh, or are they going to shut it down? I forget. Or it's
2: happening, I think.
0: It's happening. Yeah, we know it's going away, if it hasn't gone away already. And then there's the really bad dark ride in Gatlinburg, and that's what we've got. So... <laughs> So, yeah, the earthquake dark ride in Gatlinburg, which is fantastic for all the wrong reasons.
2: But then you have Movie Park in Italy with all the ripoffs. Yeah, Movie, yeah, yeah, well, that park
0: has, it doesn't really have like a backstage tour ride anymore. Like, it has this, they they kind of transformed, I guess, what would have been that kind of attraction into this thing called Magma 2.0. So, it has like a whole story about like geothermal energy and I think there may have been someone in, with guns trying to get involved. It was really good, though. It was it was super awesome. That park's the best park because it has, like, actual danger. Like, you, you're you in an actual jet boat being driven by somebody, and if they screw up, like, you end up in, like, the 19th row of the stunt stadium. It's <laughs> so good. It's so good. I love that park. But anyways, um, as far as, like, regional park items, um I'm trying to think here. We we talked briefly uh, where you'd sent some stuff to me just beforehand, Joe, on the new America's Fun Park opening in Branson. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we talked about a little bit, you know, the three of us last week. You know, it's basically a lot of carnival rides. I think Vandervorst uh, SJ Entertainment is probably the ones kind of supplying the rides because they have the... Uh, fun Forest from Seattle, Windstorm is going up there or is up there already. They have the Zyklon They used to be at Lake City in Alabama, which existed for about 37 minutes last year <laughs> before going bankrupt and stealing everybody's money. And yeah. there'll be a few flat rides along with it. It's It's kind of on this plot of land where there was a tornado several years ago. So there hasn't been anything there and seems like a good place to build your park yeah it seems entirely reasonable i Obviously, mean
2: w- w- it wouldn't hit
0: twice i mean
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly
0: <laughs> it's not like it's a trailer park you know yeah. it's not a magnet <laughs> for this sort of thing uh, <laughs> you know what the, the area used to be able to support two, two parks because there was branson usa that was there previously and you know that park didn't go out of business so much as it was purchased by Silver Dollar City to eliminate competition, which you know we can argue the merits of that all Capitalism. day long. Capitalism, capitalism—it's great, but you know the fact is there are still a lot of people that go to Branson, and hopefully, uh, America's Fun Park can can find an audience out there. And I think it probably will. There's there's a lot of cool stuff in Branson. It's a fun place. Um, it's like a windy I drive. And uh, other four, yes, yeah, Windy. I drive. Yes, yes, yes. With all the the, the Bible shows you could ever want, and then, I think it's more like Pigeon Forge, but regardless. Well, like I'm thinking, like I drive, yeah. maybe like you. I think they're be. all
2: the same, really, right?
0: Yeah, they're all pretty. I mean, it's all like you know ridiculous dinner shows and and mini golf. Your uh,
2: Ripley's, your WonderWorks.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Titanic. The experience.
2: Yeah, there you go. All,
0: you get them all Yeah, you get them all, and uh, I'll say this: like, probably Pitch and Forge and Branson are slightly cheaper than I Drive, so there's that going for them also. But I mean, like, a couple bucks cheaper.
2: Um, hey, hey, is there a Jurassic boat ride update? Has it is it
0: still open? Everything I've heard is it's still open. Okay, well, th- th- here we go. I'm ready. I'm so stoked to write it again. Though actually my wife was actually telling me the other day, she's like, Can you believe you rode that thinking it was gonna close and it still hasn't closed up yet? I'm like, I know. I know. But it's like it's kind of better than I remembered it being. Not that it's I think good. I might
2: do it next time.
0: I think uh, next year probably. I You've been on it before, it. right? Nope. Oh my god. I mean, it's like it's terrible, but I know, I know. I gotta ride
2: it just for the irony. It's yeah. it,
0: it's it's the Plan Nine from Outer Space of dark rides. I mean, this it's spectacular. Yeah, it's there's still really terrible reviews on TripAdvisor of it. Okay, uh, but yeah, no, it's great. But don't Entended. don't listen to them. Wonderful. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that uh we I noticed here, RCDB noted that Heritage Square in Colorado is going to be getting a new roller coaster. Uh, It's kind of a weird place, Heritage Square. It was actually designed by C.V. Wood Jr., who was the original Disneyland vice president, and then went on to design a whole bunch of theme parks back in the day, uh, doing like they did to the Great America parks. They did uh, Space World in Japan. And this park, they built basically a kind of like a copy of main street USA from Disneyland really well done. And then they ran out of money for the rest of it. So Oops. yeah, that was, that was bad. That was, that was an oopsie. Um, but it was, you know, the actual, the actual themed area is really nice and there's that. And then there's not very much else, <laughs> but, but they are getting a new coaster. They say it's going to be big with quote marks Um, I'm hoping it's some, maybe it'll be cool and fresh. Maybe that will already have closed (laughs) and they're already planning on acquiring cool and fresh from Turkey. Um, but yeah, it's something so good for, good for the people of Denver who I'm sure had a very exciting, uh, previous day on April 20th. I'm sure it was great out there. Oh, they have a good day every day. They do have a good day every day. When every day is April 20th, then what is April 20th anymore? Um, so I guess, should we just talk about our trip? Yeah, sure. So, um, Alex told me, what, well, like three weeks ago, you were like, are you going to IX Center? And I'm like, "No, nah, I don't know. I've been to IX Center before, you know. There's usually nothing new, and you're like, there's a whole bunch of new coasters there this year. And then, um, that was, that, that's all I needed to hear, because I looked it up and I'm like, <gasps> they don't have Amusements of America there anymore, so... I let Joe know. I was like, hey, do you want to do, uh, do IX Center? Yeah. So long story short, we ended up all meeting up at the IX Indoor Amusement Park. To the in IX
1: Indoor Amusement Park. <laughs> you got to sing it like the ads do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I've ever seen the ads. I'll send it to I, you so you can get it. you can listen to it. It's so catchy. Excellent.
0: Excellent. I will trade you back Mr. Allen's ads. from Detroit, which are are fantastic. Um, So the IX Indoor Amusement Park is in a convention center called the IX Center. Uh, It's basically a collection of carnival rides. And this year they had a collage of companies. They always have, uh, like the Bates Brothers group, I think usually comes in. I'll say it's Bates Brothers. Same people that are involved with ARM manufacturing in Ohio. Their carnival company always used to get booked in along with amusements of america amusements of america got kicked to the curb um whether or not that's hmm. a result of what happened at the ohio state fair don't know but there were a bunch of new companies there this year with all sorts of stuff uh rockwell brought their new zyklon called the wildcat um do you remember who else was there um, poor jack poor jack's amusements was there um and then let me look up the company that had the uh it was like Skurtis. Or something like that.
2: Yeah, let me look it up.
0: And they had they had the spinning coaster, which we'll get to in a minute because it That's was. That's
2: what I'm looking up. Uh, that was done by. Oh God, how do you pronounce that?
0: Skirt. Something.
2: Sw- sw- yeah, there you go. Yes. S w i k a s.
0: Circus. Circus amusements.
2: Who has backspin, which we were like way too excited for, I think, but you know
0: i guess we'll start with the wildcat because that's like the one adult coaster that they had um it's a zyklon it has over the shoulder belts which they if you're too big like me they're just like yeah just yeah just just put under your arm you're fine (laughs) so that was completely useless uh what everyone think of the wildcat
1: safari pretty much
0: yeah joe Yeah,
1: it's good it's fine you know it's
0: there it's exists. your standard
2: carnival coaster, you know, credit. So, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's like, a bigger one.
0: It's like adult size, you know. It's not bad. Yeah,
2: I, I think it's pretty much like the same layout as the one at Coney Island, isn't
0: it? Coney Island has a Cyclone? Oh, you mean the one that's at uh, Coney Island, Cincinnati? Cincinnati, sorry. It's, yeah. It, I think it's slightly different. Okay. But, I mean, it's 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 generally the same as most of the Pinafari ones. That one's the SDC model, the one that's at Coney Island, Cincinnati. Didn't
2: we have that no, discussion? That, no, 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 that was Daniel Pinfari.
0: That's from Pinfari, okay? Yeah, Maybe it is.
2: It's not Pinfari technically. It's Daniel Pinfari, who is the son or grandson of the original owner of Pinfari. After they went out of business, okay.
0: Gotcha. Anyways, that's right. Yeah, he still D- makes D- rides. D-P-V, DPV, right? That's or no, yeah. was that what it was? Yeah. Yep,
2: yep.
0: Anyways, um, so it was a ride. Then there was Backspin, which broke down multiple times on us attempting to ride it. Um, it's a new spinning coaster. It's so new. That the track hasn't even been painted yet or the supports. Um, It's built by Majestic. Majestic. Majestic, yeah. uh, Who usually are known for building bumper cars for carnivals. In fact, if you go to the Majestic website and you try to find this ride, you will not find this ride. They are not even promoting that this is their ride. (laughs) Does Majestic do anything other than bumper cars? Um, Mostly bumper cars. They do have a Music Express model. Charlie okay. Chopper, the Wiggle Worm, okay. uh, which okay. if you go on their website right now and look at the picture they have of the Wiggle Worm, it's too good. It's too good for this world. Um, they have they built Quadzilla, actually that weird dark ride looking car ride thing with guns on it uh, that we can't ride because we're not small children. <laughs> um, and basically, like they seem to build usually things that are kind of powered in some way, with, like, an electric motor. Like, they build, you know, a Central Park is, like, antique cars, but for carnivals. Quadzilla, again, same kind of thing. Um And I guess maybe that kind of indicated why they chose to have motors to spin the cars in this ride that sometimes also shut themselves off. Alex, yeah, do you want they, to try and explain this one?
2: Well, when you start, you just, like, did a couple spins on the station, and then you went up the lift hill, and as soon as you went up the lift hill that's a very very similar layout to the lnt systems junior coaster that used to be at dollywood
0: yeah it's pretty much like a helix that's
2: yeah yeah but i'm just trying to give some context to something that people will have probably written at some point
0: yeah or at least seen um right
2: Right. and then uh it's it's once it goes down the helix it's it's free spinning but it's just a super complicated ride with all the motors and a hot rail and uh, it's just uh I don't know. It almost feels like a reaction to, "Hey, look at the SPF Vista. They're like doing really successful with their little spinning coaster. Let's do something about the same size, but make it really complicated with over the head and shoulder restraints that are not that comfortable for at least adults."
0: <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. They, 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 they actually the operators when you get in this ride, if you're an adult, like literally grab your arm and wrist and position it. In the one place that your hand and wrist can be, then lower the restraint. Otherwise, it will, like, be crushed under the over-the-shoulder restraint. And so your arm, like your outside arm, is, like, pinned in such a manner that you cannot move it. And, yeah, it's it's way overly complicated. We spent way too much time looking at that ride, trying to understand what they were attempting to do. Looks um, like it, like it
2: fills up all on one trailer.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, it has, has like slide out things on, on the base. Um, I mean, there's some really cool stuff that they did with it in terms of like how they integrate, you know, where the wiring goes and where you put your flag stands on and the rest of it. But like, as far as the ride itself, like it breaks down a lot because it's way complicated. Like there's way too many moving parts. And,
2: um, we're at last we Vista. It's, it's unlock and lock and, uh, send and it's a, just way simpler, and I don't know. So I don't. I don't think we'll see many of these. Yeah,
0: yeah. I. I would not be surprised if I never see another one in my life. Oh, um, well,
2: I wouldn't go that far, but you
0: know, it's possible. It's possible. G-force. Speaking of rides that we'll probably never see again.
2: Oh boy!
0: <laughs> I, love I love
2: this thing, man. <coughs> who are you telling? Who manufactured this? ARM.
0: ARM. Yep.
2: Yeah. 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 It's, it's basically a shuttle coaster. Where you're lifted up one end with a cable like a boomerang, and then you just dropped. And going up the spike, you're like seventy-five degrees if you're sitting, has back-to-back seating, winged, winged, back-to-back seating. (laughs) So so technically it's a wing coaster as well. And uh you you, uh going if you're going forward, you're like seventy-five degrees straight down, and uh and you hit the bottom of the drop and it's just like oh. G-force is the correct name for this thing. <laughs> uh, it's just a freaky ride. It's a lot of fun. I, I like it. I wish there were more. I, I would hunt these things down if there were a lot of them traveling. So,
1: Joe. But. Yeah. So the first time we rode it, it was, fa- it was it was it's a great ride. First time we rode it, it was it was you know like yay. And then the second time, looking straight down, that got to me real bad. <laughs> yeah. It's, so,
0: and then it's it- it's such a thrilling ride. Like I, I had ridden it before, and I remember being like, "This is a really bizarre thing for this to exist." And now, like now that I wrote it in like different seats and different areas, I, I have way more appreciation for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, for my thing is just like it's just so bizarre. It's it's such a weird attraction, and how it's just traveling and. How, how it uses, you know, air pressure to lock in all the uh, lock in all the harnesses. So they always have to have, like, a generator, an air compressor on the side of the thing. It's
0: just, <laughs> it's just like a, Was it, like, a Craftsman air ge- like, uh, Yeah. A, yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was just, like, sitting there. And, and you can see the way that they have all the rubber tubing, like, running on the chassis, like, on the frame of the ride. Gotta give them credit, though. It's really neatly done, though it is yeah i mean i'm not saying it's bad it's just it's when you see video or pictures of it you're just like wow i wow uh, i am just i've i've always been speechless just staring at it it's
2: man and, and i got to say i would wonder how much that train weighs because it looks like a beast
0: <laughs> I, I feel like it all folds onto one trailer but i also feel like that trailer would never pass a 53 ton like,
2: oh, yeah. scale yeah, like yeah. there's
0: no way I it's such a fascinating thing that it exists it also almost it seems like it's gonna like bash right through the end of the spike when oh when yeah up. And,
2: and like I never noticed it until we were like oh what I think I'm the zipper yeah I think we were on the zipper and I looked over and am like oh my god that second spike is way lower than the first one
0: <laughs> <laughs> and there's just like there's just like one piece of metal at the end which I guess is the stopper yeah, to to try and prevent you from from certain death if it somehow breaks. <laughs> Oh my god, what an incredible thing. Yeah. Uh,
2: it's fun. That was that was kind of why I wanted to go, honestly. I saw that thing a few
0: years ago of Coaster Bob 62's video and I was like I need to do that sometime. So by the way, it's so just Coaster Bob's is always great. Also, my wife and I got him to go to iX Center for the first time. Uh-huh. We we're like, oh, we we're like, dude, it's going to be great. And he's like, oh no. And then like, it was his most popular video he ever did. So now he goes back every year, pretty much. And they they had they licensed his video one year and played it inside the IX Center.
2: Oh, that's nice.
0: So oh, shout out to cool. coaster Bob sixty two. I know he's out uh, probably feeding his squirrels right now, and he's not listening to this, but that's okay. Still nice guy. Um, other rides there. There's a zipper that's not very good
2: yeah that was like the biggest disappointment i was like yeah they have a zipper then we rode it and it was like okay we got like one good flip the entire cycle they were running it, it seemed like rather slow
0: um what else did, did we did anything else well you guys rode the the zip line, you and alex when i
1: got there yeah
2: yeah so they have a portable soaring eagle zip line
1: yeah that was fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean the scariest part of it was seeing part of the ceiling supports welded out like just they kind of just just removed part of it to, so it doesn't Yeah,
2: just took, go, go ahead and court and said oh, well this is in the way uh should be okay right
0: sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's weird. only one um what else did we uh did we do on saturday I saw
1: a dolphin show
2: or no sea lion show. sea
1: lion show <laughs> sorry uh, yeah, I had a, fun. I had a pretzel. Uh, we went on the, um, the Ferris wheel. One of two Ferris wheels, but yes. Yeah.
2: The, the permanent Ferris wheel that goes out the, the roof of the building.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's,
0: That's uh, cool. Yeah. That's, no, it's, a, it's interesting. I feel like the platform of that Ferris wheel is super, super tall too.
2: It is. Like, yeah. Like if you didn't have that platform, it would not go above. the.
0: Oh, and, uh, you and I did Vertigo, Alex, the, uh, ARM, spinning swing ride indoors
2: yeah i think I've, I've done those before at other carnivals i think they're fun but that, that the most the most amazing thing about that carnival is just like you just enter and it's like it's carnival inside a convention center this is weird <laughs> yeah. and it's just some of the rides it's just like they're like they're strategically placed just so they fit probably for two reasons for when they're operating and when they're being installed mm-hmm. uh to you know, fit in the uh, ceiling like that. Vertigo had to be s- perfectly centered between two of the support trusses, or it, it, the swings would hit them. And also, the top of it was like mere inches from the roof. So that was fun. So
0: it was interesting. Like even going on it, you know, it it's it's not like it's the greatest ride in the universe or anything like that. But it's kind of interesting to be indoors on a seventy-foot tower swing. And you're kind of, like, looping kind of nearish to the supports as you're spinning around. It's definitely not the usual visual for that ride. Not even close. Um, We tried to get on the Orient Express on Saturday, and it was down, it was down, it was down, and... We're not sure if it was down, or if they
2: just decided to take a really long lunch break.
0: Yeah, they could have been out in the back, they could have been, you know... Getting a pick me up, uh, smoking some crystal meth or whatever it is that that your typical carny does. And um, sorry, carnies, my my bad. I'll they does them up. They look pretty nice though. with Their little IX uh, polos. You know. Yeah, honestly, honestly, they're they're everybody seemed to be pretty cool. We actually had the one guy. Uh, oh God. We'll, we'll talk about a little bit later on when he was he was bad mouthing poor Jack so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, But, yeah, eventually the Orient Express did uh, open up. I think it was after we rode the zipper, right?
2: Yeah.
0: They decided to pop that one open. And, of course, it had a massive line because it was getting really busy. So we were like, yeah, let's skip this. And uh, because, you know, Joe does not count. Alex and I might. But I'm like, I have a tough time justifying an hour-long wait for an Orient Express kiddie coaster. And just look, I'm like... We have other things to do with our lives today than than to do this right now. So we dipped out of there. Uh, We all kind of met up again because Alex had to check into his hotel. And we did Cleveland stuff for the evening. We did a a lot of Cleveland stuff, as a matter of fact.
2: And as many times as I've passed Cleveland going to Cedar Point, I had never been into the city limits. So that was fun. Oh, I guess I had been. Or no, no, that... uh, that Kitty Park, Memphis Kitty Park, that's not technically in Cleveland, right?
1: No, that's in Brook Park, so technically. Okay, not.
0: yeah. Okay. I guess I haven't been. So, where do we even begin with all the Cleveland things we did? Because we did a lot of stuff. We did a lot of stuff. Well, do you want to. Huh. Where do you want to start? <laughs> Alex, you as, as the Cleveland newbie, you talk. Oh, cool. uh,
2: okay. Well, we, we, you'll have to help me with the names because you guys just kind of took me around and I'm like. Some of the places I never knew the name to begin
1: with. So <laughs> we could help you out.
2: We went to the tiki bar first.
1: That was one of the things we did. Yeah, Porco.
2: Porco, yeah. And we had some delicious appetizers and delicious drinks. And uh, I think I think you uh, you posted some stuff on Twitter on that. So
1: yeah, you can check uh, that out today. They did a Travel Channel special in Cleveland for like a half hour, and they went to Porco, so that was pretty cool. That's so, cool. Yeah. We did that. Uh, we went to Euclid Park. Yeah, yeah. We drove, we drove by, pa- drove, drove by, by the it. entrance
0: gate. Yep.
1: Um, why not? You know, we went to uh, Grover Cleveland's uh, mausoleum. No, it's a uh, Garfield's. Garfield, Garfield's Sorry, mausoleum. yeah, sorry, Garfield's mausoleum. Uh, and of went, course,
0: they closed it. You know, before we got there, promptly. so they
1: closed it promptly at four, and we got there like four oh five. So there you go. Um, oh well, next time. Yeah, next time. Uh. We did that. We did Porco. What else did we do, Alan? I'm trying to remember.
0: So we did Porco. Also, a quick shout out to the folks at Porco because they brought us the wrong appetizer and then they let us keep it and eat it and not charge us for it, which was wonderful. Yes. And uh, we had our our scorpion bowl that we all shared. Mm -hmm. And then I I just had like one other drink aside from my portion scorpion bowl. Did you guys each have two?
2: I had two. I had one. one. I had one, one? I, and okay. I can't, couldn't tell you what it
1: was, but it was good. You had was, it, the, it was mango, right? No, you had Blackbeard's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghost. So you had the one with apricot.
2: No, I did not have apricot. I think I had mango. Uh-huh. Regardless, whatever it was it was good.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. No, we had a good time for sure. <laughs>
2: remembers the first drink? Come on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many, um, <laughs> which was which is one of the the issues later. Um so we did Porco's, then we went to downtown after we did uh we kind of passed through Case Western, did the, the Euclid uh Euclid Beach Gates. Uh downtown we did a quick walk around, uh checked out a bunch of different stuff, went to a couple different shops. Like we went to that one candy store
1: yeah. in downtown.
0: Oh, to the Cleveland shop.
2: <laughs> the candy store oh god uh, we yeah we
0: with... <laughs> uh, where we actually dumped over a whole bunch of bottles in the fridge I and just had to run about out it
2: though they had their 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 racks don't have like holders like rows of holders it's just on like like what like what you would see in your like kitchen uh your kitchen um
3: yeah.
2: fridge
0: they're just so, racks like, they weren't any holders. yeah yeah so if
2: you knock one over like they're all going to go over, which I think, I mean, I, I can't be the only one that's ever done that.
0: <laughs> no, no. I mean, there was one that was kind of like, I think it might have been hanging a little bit. Like, if you open the door, yeah. it was going to drop.
2: But I knocked one over, and I was like, okay, I can fix this. And then I thought, wait, no, I cannot.
0: And then I'll, then I'll just,
2: it, it just got kind of way worse. I need and an
1: adult. I need an adult.
2: In up retrospect, eating- I probably been, should have been like, I, I, just spilled, I just knocked over some of the sodas. Uh, I didn't want to make it worse.
0: But no, that exactly. would have been that would have been that would have been the normal thing to do.
2: Yeah, uh, instead of the responsible
0: ran. thing. Yeah, we just ran.
2: Um, well, well, five seconds early, you knocked a candy thing over off of a, a rack from the top. That's true.
0: 12. Yeah, yeah, I did do that. That was my bad. <laughs> uh, then we like Joe got interviewed. Yeah, yeah, Somebody's documentary film, and then a very drunk woman who I think was upset that she wasn't able to watch the Indians play. I uh, made sure to, to bop it.
2: That was good. And it's funny, we weren't even paying attention and like five seconds before that happened, I was like, I feel like we should listen to this for a second. And then that yes.
3: happened. She's like,
0: LeBron's the best! <laughs> no. Gonna F and win! And we're oh, like, thank man. you very much. We appreciate your your input. Yes. Uh, we ended up eating at the Greenhouse Tavern.
1: Fantastic. Uh,
0: which was super good. And... Uh, I felt bad for Alex because Alex chose poorly.
1: I did poor. I chose poorly. I mean, it was it's it looked good. It was just a very small portion.
2: I was okay with that because then you guys with your ginormous portions uh, helped me out a little bit.
1: Yeah, we're like yeah. We, we felt bad. So here, have some of my duck.
0: Yeah, and I was I like, here is like eight ounces of, of pork because I have like thirty-seven other ones to eat.
1: You got a pork <laughs> chop and apple pie.
0: <laughs> I, I got no, no, no. I got a pork chop and it came with with a uh, roast. Oh, there was like there was like the pork chop was on top Then they had the pork roast underneath it. And then there was the apple pie and also Scrapple.
1: Yeah. So it wasn't like you got pork chop. They they take the plate and then they give you apple pie. The apple pie was part of the dinner.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. And it was great. It was fantastic.
1: The duck was Um, fantastic. Everything was great.
0: Then we got dessert across the street. Butcher Brewer. Butcher Brewer.
2: Where was it?
1: Butcher and Brewer, a, right across the street.
2: Okay, that's the one place I had no idea the name of.
1: Yeah, that's so. a really cool place. They make all their meats in house, and they uh, uh, they have really good beer, and they also that's a, that's the place that also makes their uh, homemade corn dogs that are for appetizers that are really good.
2: Yeah, what uh, what did I get? Uh, what I got? A,
0: a no,
1: you got beer. that. Yeah, you got that chocolate éclair cake.
2: Right. Yeah, that was awesome. And then uh, chocolate beer at the yes. same time. So yeah, you got, that got like the chocolate dessert. Style. Yeah. And, and that's at the point where I was like, okay, done with the alcohol, because anymore and uh, just wouldn't have been good.
0: Yeah. Um, I had to be the responsible adult, so I was getting, like, I had no alcohol at Greenhouse Tavern. And they like not? I, I had nothing. I just had, like, a sip of Joe's beer. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then, like, I had a five-ounce port, butcher and brewer. Oh, by I'm, the like... way, that,
2: that beer, that was amazing over at the Greenhouse, which, uh, I'm looking at it. Rollerblade. description. Yes, rollerblade, sip up the neon, one sniff, and you'll be painted in a animal print spantex and supporting a side side ponytail?
1: Yeah. And that's
2: <laughs> just the guys. <laughs> 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 that that description is amazing.
1: Yeah, who yeah. makes the best beers and rollerblade is delicious. So yeah. So I'm, would- sorry. Alan. Yeah no, no. It's fine.
0: Fine. No, we had a great time. That was that was an excellent meal. Like that was outrageously good.
1: That was one of the best meals I've had in Cleveland, up there with uh, Mabel's and Lola.
0: All, I've been there for all two convenient. thirds of those restaurants.
1: Yeah, all conveniently on the same street. <laughs> yeah, like within feet of one another. It's yeah. great. <laughs>
0: yes. Um, we ended up going to Super Electric Pinball Parlor for a little bit afterwards.
2: Yes, it was. That was nice. I like that place. Uh, unfortunately, the one that you still you showed me the list at one of the previous locations, and I was like, oh, shit, they have um, Orbiter 1, which is like a super weird pinball table. It's like the only one they've ever created. Instead of having a flat play field, uh, it has, uh, it's like, I don't know, it's clear, poly whatever. It, it's clear, and its uh, it's got a dip in the middle of it, and then the spinners, instead of being like jet bumpers where you hit it, and then it hits you back, it, the spinners just spin. So when you hit them, it just like flies all over the place. But we get there, and I go there and we're like oh it's broken <laughs> yeah it
0: was down for maintenance yeah uh, it, it oriented express itself so uh we still had plenty of other tables to play which was good yeah um, it
2: was it was good it was tiny but it was also it was a lot different than any other pinball place i've been to where they really they really focus on the atmosphere and the decor and the experience it, it's it's a little bit more than just pinball yeah,
0: yeah. they have like they have, they have popcorn for sale
1: um I was like, reading some Nintendo Powers? yeah, did that.
0: yeah it's it's a cool place. it's it's more of a very chill place and like I went in and I paid five bucks. I got to play pinball for probably like 30 or 45 minutes. Like I was pretty happy. like my life was all right.
2: yeah and they had pinball they had pins from like all generations stuff from you know electric, mechanical and stuff that just came out within the last year. So
0: stuff that came out like within the last month because they had Iron Maiden already.
2: Okay, I, I, I just didn't know how recently it was. I knew it was like the newest one,
0: but yeah. Like like super new, like way, way new. Like yeah. So yeah, it was cool. Uh, we did that and then we dropped over to Happy Dog, which mm. is just down the street. Happy Dog Happy
1: Dog. Unfortunately okay. unfortunately across the street was uh brew nuts and they were closed, which made me sad. Which is uh what? the the donut and beer place across the street from uh yeah, the electric factory. But anyway, I sorry. Think,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, they closed at, what, like 10 or 11 or something like that, right? Yeah, like 10 o'clock. And it was like midnight at this point. <laughs> yeah, it was like pretty that. late. Uh, we ended up getting over to Happy Dog. And, yeah, um, there was a band playing. There was a punk band playing that was fronted by a uh, drag queen.
1: And they were good. Was
0: they were good. They were real good. And we ended up getting Hot Dogs, Tots, and uh more beer. I ended up getting like something like like something incredibly mediocre like, you know, not Pabst, but something of that, ilk, like Pabst or Strohs or something like that.
1: I think you got Strohs. And, I yeah, I
0: might got Strohs. Um and I got the uh Michael Simon's favorite which has crunchy peanut butter, electric neon green relish and sriracha. And it was good. The problem is I ran out of room cuz I'd eaten so much food. <laughs> I got halfway through it and Joe's handing me like tater tots. And I'm just like, bro, there's no space left. <laughs> like the, the occupancy is full. Like there is no more space for, like I even tried pooping just to free up <laughs> more space in my abdomen. And there was there was nothing there was nothing to be done about it. Like the stomach's like, that's it. This is this is near done.
1: Game over, man. Game over. Game over.
0: Uh the the burger or the hot dog was good. Uh, what did, you got like a chili dog, right, Alex?
2: Yeah, chili dog with like two types of cheese. Sh- shredded American cheese and white fondue. How was it? That was amazing. That was really good. And it was really good at soaping up the alcohol. So it made the next morning uh fine. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. Not
1: not for me, but for you guys it worked out well.
2: <laughs> well the 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 end the for me, the night kind of ended when I had a call from my <laughs>
0: landlord. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we were leaving there, as a matter of fact. We went back to that parking lot, and you're like, why is my landlord calling me at 1230 in the morning? They uh, were yeah. like...
2: Well, actually, I got it before. I was just like, I'm not dealing with this. I can't do anything about it. I'm I'm, I'm seven hours away. What am I going to do? Yeah. Uh, as soon as I get out of here, I'll call back. So, yeah, apparently when I uh, turned off my alarm, I instead of turning it off, I turned it to the other alarm setting it went off at the default time of midnight <laughs> and my alarm clock is obnoxiously loud and, it, and it's like we've heard that it's like rattling things and making and there's lights blinking and stuff I'm like yeah it, it does all three of those things it's really loud it vibrates and it blinks a red light <laughs> it's called like the sonic boom
0: <laughs> so so we ended up – I dropped you off at uh, your hotel because you were staying up uh, in – not Independence, but you were staying like Middleburg Heights or something like that, right?
2: Yeah, near the convention center.
0: And then uh, Joe got his car. He was feeling good. He could drive. So we got back, and uh, I went to bed super late. I fell asleep with the Formula One Grand Prix of China on, which started at 2.05 in the morning. Yeah, we watched that for a bit. <laughs> yeah, I watched that for a little bit first. <laughs> let's just start. Well, I guess I'm recording at home and you guys are on the road. So it almost yep, makes more sense that you guys would be sounding like you're talking on a telephone.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: So I'll just, I'll go ahead and start. Sounds so, good. It's the Parkscope Unprofessional Podcast. Hour and a half, hour and 15 minutes, quarter of an hour, three quarters of an hour, something along those lines. I'm Alan at Gods on Safari on Twitter. And I'm hosting because I am at home on my computer, and my microphone, which is probably not that good, is probably still better than the phone microphone that Alex and Joe are using right now in Joe's vehicle. Are you guys to, in Joe's vehicle or Alex's?
3: We're in my car. Oh, okay. In Joe's car. That's not me. I'm Joe.
0: That's Joe. On the Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why they're in a car and I'm at home is because they have just departed Cedar Point. We're yeah, on the causeway right now. We're on the causeway, um, is there a lot of traffic out there? Heck
3: no! I see four cars in total, including two behind me.
0: So you guys were were there for the first rider event. Obviously, there was a a whole PR event that happened a little earlier this week on Wednesday. But this was the sort of the first thing that you could you could buy your way in to go on uh, Steel Vengeance and. How busy was it? A, B, how many rides you guys get, and C, talk about the ride.
3: Okay, Alex, you want to take care of this while I'm driving? Okay, well, uh, they well they raised fifty thousand uh, dollars for the LeBron James Foundation Foundation. Yeah. Foundation. Uh, so, uh, you know, what would you say, three hundred people, three to four hundred people? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we waited. Uh, the most we waited, we made it like an average of about. 20 minutes or so each ride and we got four rides on that and then we took three
0: rides of Maverick. all right that's i was expecting there to be like thousands of people honestly for this thing which was another reason why i was like yeah i don't know about going to this i feel yeah, like that, 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 that's amazing yeah yeah it's not it was not that which is great for you guys um let's talk about the ride because that's what matters here um where do you guys want to start talking about steel vengeance
3: Want to talk about the opening ceremony a little bit? Uh, there were fireworks. <laughs> they had I fireworks. Saw the,
0: they had characters.
3: Yeah, we got lots of self, Or We didn't get selfies. We got lots of uh, group photos, and uh, most of the, some of that's on our Twitters. Yeah, so they had um, uh, Chess, Blackjack, and Digger, the three
1: characters for Steel Vengeance, and they also
3: had Lucy, Charlie Brown, and Snoopy in Western Gear walking around. Uh, which is good and then they also had a band playing uh, which is cool and they had food the whole time like I expected them to like pack up the food at like eight o'clock and it's like no they had food all the way to like 9:50 p.m and two vouchers a person for free beer yeah that was oh. cool
0: oh man that's a that's a pretty solid deal
3: yeah um, and then in addition to that uh, we got the um, uh, piece of mean streak uh, gift. Uh, with a, with its own card, which is oh, cool. Oh, excellent! And, um, I think um, based on how everything looked, I wouldn't be surprised if they were off. They would. Um, they probably are going to start offering this in the uh, gift shop. I imagine yeah. they were boxed professionally. They had cards in them, so I imagine they probably have a few thousand of these that they're uh, they're going to start selling uh, for a good penny um, sooner or later. So, yeah, that's cool. So if you're going to um, Cedar Point soon. I'll look for that. I think it's a pretty cool gift.
0: Did they mention whether or not the characters that they've got are going to be around for more than just the PR?
3: Uh, July, apparently. Yeah, so I was listening to Tony Clark on uh, Coaster Radio, and Tony said that um, they're going to be around at least through July. So I imagine it depends on how um, the reception is to them. Uh, personally, I think they should keep them all year. Everyone loved them. They are super cool. Um, They pose and everyone enjoyed them. So I think they should be here all season, but sounds like they'll at least be here through uh, a good chunk of the summer.
0: So getting to the coaster itself, obviously if there's only a few hundred people, you guys were not waiting hours for rides here, uh, which is pretty good.
3: Yeah. About 20 minutes tops. But we have to add one thing. They were only running two trains tonight, Uh, but they were, uh, they were hustling through. And another thing is, I don't think we saw one, do we have any Walk of Shames? Uh, no, because they were very they were very good about making, or people were very good about testing themselves tonight. Yeah, a lot of people were checking themselves on the test seat, um, so there's no Walk of Shames. There was one almost on the first ride, but they got themselves stapled in there. Um, and it was our first ride, we rode dead center of the train, so our first ride was, we were a little underwhelmed, weren't we? No, we enjoyed it. We enjoyed it, but we were like, "Oh no, this is really good," but I was hoping for more. And then we went over and rode Maverick, and I rode Maverick, and I was like, uh, "I think I like Maverick more still." But then we went over and we rode in the, uh, uh, the after that we our last three rides were all in the second to last row, basically the back seat. <coughs> and I came off of our first second to last. Uh, Seat ride and I was like you, you, you know it was like when I rode the boys for the first time I hit the brake run and was like yeah that's a number one like no question and when I hit when I went Fury 325 I hit the brake run I was like no question number one that ride in the back seat was no question it's the number one steal for me
0: so obviously you've been on a bunch of the RMCs now yourself Alex of course uh, Joe yeah, I've been for- on a couple of them as well um you know, you hate to compare them. Really, that's the only company that has anything comparable to to what they did there, for obvious reasons. Um, obviously, you put it as your number one, Alex, in terms of steel. I mean, is it just basically what RMC has done in the past and more of it?
3: Well, let me put it this way, in a way that you will really love it. It is Steel Voyage.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, that's that does that, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't really need to hear anything else at that stage. <laughs> yeah. The only. The only tragedy is that everybody else is going to realize that it's Steel Voyage, and either there's going to be people that are going to end up not liking it because it's just too much.
3: I don't think it is. It's. It's. It's very intense, but it's at the same time it doesn't. It. it I, I know we keep bringing this up over and over again, but it, it doesn't storm chase for you. It, so it doesn't have um, like this
0: super painful airtime, basically.
3: No, no, It's just it's it's there. It's intense. It's it's way more than a, like a BNM hyper would give you, and it's nowhere near what a BNM hyper. It's oh wait, I mean it surpasses what a BNM hyper would give you. Um, it, it it's strong, and, and the thing about it, those drops are so long. The first two, I mean, the first drop is like whew. <laughs> that first drop is something else, man. It's it better or no, better than Millennium? I don't know. I'm still thinking. I need, to, I need to ponder it a little bit more. I think better than Millennium. It, I mean, it's, it's it, okay, first drop is great. Okay, let's just go to the second two hills. Like, I can't think of any airtime that it's going over the entire apex of the hill where the airtime is consistent the entire time over, and you're just out of your seat. And then the second hill is the outward bank, and I, it, it, it's a comfortable outward bank. Like, a lot of these outward banks sometimes they're just kind of, Awkward, you know what I mean, Alan? Yeah. Yeah, like it's just like okay, it's just make it's forcing it to the train to go outwards. But this one, it just feels fluid and it feels fun and great and and then oh man, it's just double dip, double ups, double oh god, <laughs> and it just never ends. It's like the voyage; it never ends. Like I was getting to the mid course break run, and my voice, I, I was, I had no breath left to the hoot and holler and, and 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 make weird noises. But um oh it's so good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is this is this a situation also like you you said Steel Voyage where you know Voyage has the mid course and you know it, it's strange because for a ride where the pacing is basically you know relentless, you have that pause because of the brake run. And you know when the brakes are are shut off on the brake run. And it just kind of coasts right through it. It's like a necessary pause; like you have to have it.
3: I, I think um, Voyage, um, Voyage is overall my number one still. Right. Um, you know, it's my number one wood, and I think I'd read it slightly over Steel Vengeance. Um, it doesn't have that relentlessness that the, the, you know it. Yeah, Voyage. It's you need that break on that. Like you want that block break. You want that rest. Here, it's here that, that block break. It's really long. First of all, it just feels like it goes forever on steel Vengeance. and you're just waiting to get off of it. And you're like, I, I don't want to be on this anymore. I want more ride. So, yeah, it's it's not as um it's not as tiring as voyages. Have you ridden voyage? Yeah, I've been
0: okay. voyage. Um, I'm trying to think I mean, where to go with this because obviously, you know, we're 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 on the nerdy end. There's a lot of people that sit there and go, it's great. And that's, like, that's the extent of the discussion. I mean, Are there, like, highlight the ride?
3: It's got a wave turn in there that I didn't even realize it had. I, I had no idea there was a wave turn. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Getting airtime when you're at 90 degrees banked is um, just so unnatural. It, I think it's way more comfortable than um, the, uh, the wave turn on either lightning run or um, – I just feel like there's only like one really quick transition that kind of whips you around, but it's a very comfortable ride, It's but it, you're just never in your seat. It's, oh,
0: man. Are the trains... My recollection is that they were going to be having some new rolling stock.
3: They're identical to Twisted Timbers. Okay. Well, so, restraint-wise.
0: Okay. How does it compare to the other rides that they've <laughs> had? I,
3: I don't feel much difference. Again, they're just attached to the their pivot point's different, but I feel like the form factor of the lap bar and the shin bar is, it might be slightly different, but it's very similar. It's not any more or less uh, comfortable than the older rides,
0: I think. Um, Joe, you know, obviously we just rode Outlaw Run and and Texas Giant. Um, What kind of comparison points would you make versus those rides for this one?
3: Um, I think a good... I mean, the, the comparison to Voyage is very apt because it does kick your ass a little bit more than um, uh, the New Texas Giant did. Uh, that, that one was very much... Like, it still had the crazy RMC stuff, but it definitely felt more traditional, while this one was just kind of insane, period. Like, I think maybe it was because I went to melt beforehand, but, like, my stomach's starting to get a little weird on that fourth round. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just kind of crazy. Um, like I would compare it more to outlaw run, uh, clearly. Um, but like, I, I think calling it like steel voyage is a little bit of a misnomer just because of the fact that it's not really an out and back kind of like the voyages. It's very much a bowl still. Um, so I'm not really, it's still something I'm thinking about. Um, so I don't know if I could say it's better than like the first shot for the Millennium Force because I need to go back on Millennium Force again and just think about it and really compare the two. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm really just thinking about the ride a lot and definitely the back is where you need to be on this. Well, um clearly, but we haven't ridden the front yet. So true, we have not been on the front. We don't know what that's like. <laughs> but the guy, uh, the guy that rode in the front and then rode in the back, he he said was that was the where it was to be, right? The back. Yeah, the guy that was in been line with us. Yeah. yeah, he said the back. So I think the back's the best, but we've only been in the middle of back. So whatever. Um, yeah, I, I would compare it more to Outlaw Run than New Texas Giant, um, especially because the inversions. Um, but man, the uh, all the shit inside the uh, in, in in the middle of the uh, the wood structure is just absolutely bonkers. Like it's absolutely insane. Um, I don't know what else to compare it to because you're hitting such overbank turns and inversions and, and head choppers and Oh, in the finale. My yeah. God. Yeah, like you're getting so much stuff out of that last part of the ride that I don't really know what to compare it to really. Yes, I mean the finale is like five like five little humps within, you know, that last little run to the brake run after you come out of the, the structure. So, and it's just so comfortable to ride. That's what I'm really happy about.
0: I'm almost kind of surprised by, by how comfortable you're saying it is, because it's not that the RMCs are necessarily uncomfortable, but I always think of them as being like...
3: Well, so let's put like, it this way. My shins aren't bruised right now. Or my, my shins aren't bruised and my, and my um, thighs aren't bruised. But a lot of Rocky Mountains, that their few rides. I, I, I can feel it.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly the same way, 100%, because...
3: I'm literally touching myself right now.
0: Let's back it up. Let's back it up here. Hold on. Hold on. I'm touching my leg. I'm touching my leg.
3: I feel nothing. I feel nothing. I feel no pain. so, I think that's a win-win-win there.
0: Is the you're talking about the ending on the ride? Is is how many steel coasters have a similar like ending in terms of like intensity? Is this? Is it just kind of like this is like the the new magic carpet kind of ending or? I mean, it's kind of like Texas
3: Giant, but way better. I mean, because, I mean, you know, the Texas Giant and Mean Street shared a lot of, well, the structure was bold. They were similar. Yeah. And, you know, like just how they looked. They weren't very, I don't know, I never wrote the original Texas Giant, so I really can't compare them.
0: So Yeah, it was okay. It was all right. I, I mean, I, I wrote it when it was past its prime, so I can't really sit here and tell you, you know, what it would have been like in uh, 1992 or whatever, but, you know. It was, it was a ride. It was a decent ride, uh, especially for the era. I mean, Christ, there was nothing good back then. Like, that was probably the only... Was was that a DIN ride, or was that in-house? Yeah, that was DIN. That's probably the only good DIN ride that was built in Predator opening year. That's about it.
3: Uh, there was something else that was good. Um, there was something that was good. Was there?
0: There was another good DIN ride?
3: Was there a good DIN ride? Ever?
0: uh what there was jupiter in japan but i heard that was garbage i thought that was intimate but i thought dim did the, like the actual uh, yeah it is intimate i thought uh, summers did the design for it though that's right yeah, awesome.
3: i think so um i mean i always
0: liked hercules but i know everyone hated it so whatever. hercules is eh, all right yeah it was, it was okay it
3: was a giant jet it's... star come on <laughs>
0: Actually, you know what? Din Corporation did Georgia Cyclone. So, oh yes, that's the one. I knew there was one that was good. God
3: damn it! <laughs> and they also did, they did also did Cyclone at Magic Mountain.
0: <laughs> I, you know what? I heard that Cyclone at Magic Mountain was actually good up until like there was an earthquake in '93 or so. But that was oh. that's that may be an old rumor too. Anyways, back oh, to the... uh, like, a, like
3: a, uh, a POV of when it was basically just finished construction and it, it, it did not look like it. Very good
0: from the beginning. And trim brakes it opened with trim brakes. Oh, geez, why? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's Magic Mountain. That's why. Who are we kidding? Um, back back to Steel Vengeance and, and Cedar Point. So yeah, good thing. Have there been any like other sort of major changes in the back of the park? There, I mean, there's going to be a lot more traffic going back towards Mean Streak than you know, or Steel vengeance than, is, than has been the case in probably twenty years.
3: yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. So what they did was that uh, they re-themed some of the stuff there. So they got rid of that three point challenge thing and made it like a more like a more frontier like, horse basketball challenge thing. <clears throat> um. They upgraded the uh, the arcade back there with one of those large uh, shooting gallery kind of thing. Um. They have redone all the food in the back area, back where they had, you know, the burgers and chicken tenders. Um, that's still there. I think they have new food there, but that wasn't open. They have a freestyle building. Yeah. Um, and what they did was they demolished the seating area that was near the burger and chicken place that was near um, the Q4 Maverick. And now that's just a giant stage there, um, which is interesting. Um, and also they kind of redid a little bit of the area leading up to Steel Vengeance. Um, they put in a, a ride shop there and some other stuff. Excuse me. So they're from the ride. Um, and uh, they put uh, uh, the, the, sh- the shop building. Um, so they just kind of plussed up the area. So there's not really anything new, new, new. Um, maybe, like, they, they put a few Maverick signs around to really tie the theme of Steel Vengeance together more with the Maverick character, but that's about it.
0: The back of the park now has Maverick and Steel Vengeance. Yeah which are easily the two most intense and sort of extreme rides at Cedar Point. Um, how many years until we can go back there and actually ride stuff without massive weights?
3: <laughs> Never.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is, the thing that I've been thinking about is that, you know, I'll probably get my ride on opening day and I don't know when I'm going to get more rides like, I may just have to sit there and say, like, oh, I guess I'll go ride Val Raven and Gatekeeper because no one will, will wait for that anymore, um, especially during early entry. But I feel like it really changes the way that that park is going to be, like, the way crowds are going to move around because, you know, Maverick by itself, you know, clearly people went to ride Maverick, but then there wasn't, like, another attraction that, that anchored that area. It just kind of felt empty, especially with Mean Streak being closed for, for long portions of the day and Mine Ride wouldn't open until 12 noon. Now with Steel Vengeance there, I feel like it's going to really change, you know, the way people plan going to Cedar Point and the way traffic moves around there, you know, where it used to be you'd see people sort of congregate towards the front and now they're just going to go immediately to the back. We'd like the middle just kind of filling in over time. I mean, what, what do you guys think?
3: I think there's always going to be a rush towards Millennium Force, and, and there's going to be a rush towards what people see first, you know, like typical amusement parks. Mm-hmm. But man, I think uh, Gemini is going to get a boost because that's going to be one of the first big rides it, it, that people are going to see that's not going to have a crazy long wait, um, like um, uh, Maverick and Steel Vengeance. Um, that that back of the park is going to get nuts. It's just going to be nuts back there. I think everything's going to get longer. Uh, there's just going to be more people there and they're going to fill that queue and they're going to have to put temporary stuff in for the first few months or or a while. The queue is not large. No, it's not big at all, man. We were at one point we were filling. So like the the whole portion that uh, goes under the brake run that they barely touched that. That's all like what it was. And then they poured some switchbacks, but it's not huge cattle pen that you're used to with Cedar point. It's, Man, it was, what would you compare it to there, size-wise? Jesus, like, it was—it's it, even It's even smaller than the one for Magnum.
0: Way really? Smaller than that?
3: Yeah, yeah, it's way smaller. It's like the size of a Corkscrew, probably, or or Blue Streak. I don't know about Same. Blue Streak, but maybe like—I it, mean, it's small. It's small. I—I I don't think it could be more than a three trains. I don't think it could be more than an hour.
0: I'm wondering how that's going to work because obviously you have the train right over by yeah. there too. <laughs>
3: The train. Yeah, that's the issue. Uh, they might use uh, the haunt thing or something. They might. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm sure they figured it out. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be uh, good luck. Are you going
0: Saturday? Yeah, I'm gonna be there. Uh, yeah, I'll be there on not this Saturday, obviously, but next Saturday for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I've just kind of assumed like I'll get there for early entry. We'll probably arrive, you know, at least a half an hour to an hour before. They let people in. And then more than likely, you know, if I wait two hours, then I wait two hours. And I just accept that that's what my fate is. Um, but, you know, I, I know I'm going to have to wait to ride it. And I want to go as, as, as early as I reasonably can. And that's going to be when it's going to work out. I mean, I don't feel like buying like a $150 lane Plus band yet. I have <laughs> haven't I haven't reached that point. But maybe... Maybe by midsummer, I'll have a, a change of heart. Um, I think for me, looking at Cedar Point from when I first moved to the Midwest, you know, about 10 years ago to now, you know, a lot of the things that were kind of not that great have been eliminated or seriously revamped. And and obviously, Mean Street was the largest of those items, Um is there any sense from from what you guys have? You know, obviously there's the, the boardwalk expansion that's still going on. Um,
3: oh, yeah, we learned a little bit about that during the open ceremony, didn't we? Or was that during the interview? That we, the the interview. interview. Oh, never mind. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> regardless, we learned that they're going to, you know how they have a party on the beach during the summer? Yeah. They're going to kind of, like, expand that to where the stadium used to be. It's kind of be, like, an extension of it to, like, get people interested in it and like you know get people more on the beach so they're gonna yeah so who knows like, I've always heard the rumor that wicked like or wicked uh, twister isn't gonna be uh, here forever
0: well that's been that that's been going around for at least the last year when they revealed that California's Great America plan and it had the picture of, of a wicked twister ride in there and everyone's like you're not actually gonna buy a second one of those right <laughs> no. Um, You know, I'm. I'm thinking that's that the, they'll probably have to go in that direction. I still feel like the park obviously needs a dark ride. I, I still totally believe that. I think.
3: Yeah, that'd be good.
0: I think nope. even to your point realizes, and a log flume is another attraction that now they don't have again. Um, <laughs> they don't have again. <laughs> again.
3: Oh god! Shoot the rapids.
0: Oh. They've had like six log flumes in their history, and. You know, it would be nice if they could get a new one that could function. That would be really good. I mean, there's there's still needs in the park. Um, but I think right now, you know, with Steel Vengeance, I don't know what else they can build.
3: I'd like a wood, but that's just me.
0: Like a wood twister coaster? Yeah,
3: yeah. Something really compact. But, you know, I like wood, so... Yeah.
0: No, I mean, you know what? I, I feel like it's not something that they quote-unquote need, but it's something that I'd like. You know, that's definitely, you know my preference if i had a nice uh you know mid-sized gci twister or gravity group twister sitting in that park well, know, they
3: like gci so i think it would probably be gci
0: huh? i'm okay with that you know yeah. if, if i had a ride that was like renegade or something like that you I know
3: mean, did really well for king's right so you know
0: yeah i mean that's not a massive wood coat. it's not like it's six thousand feet long or anything like that so um, I'd love to see something like that. I mean, don't get me wrong; that'd be great. Not not specifically like that because it's an out and back, but like I said, a, a GCI Twister style ride would be really good. Um, you know, and then as far yeah. as like, but but as far as like non coasters go, it's a pretty low list of things that like it's obvious that that park needs.
3: Yeah, it needs two dark rides, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, or um, like a like a flying theater and a dark ride, something like that.
3: Yeah. Because like when that park when it rains that park is done though like you just leave yeah I mean people just leave I mean what, <laughs> what what's there to do I mean the like the carousel Peter and down. Peter down I mean or the arcade
0: yeah like, I that's mean it. yeah literally and because they close the, most of the coasters down in like you know a hint of rain much less actual rain so. um I agree. I think that they need some more indoor stuff. That's not just you know shows. Uh, not the shows are bad. Shows are good, but they need to to definitely go. I think in the direction of having some actual indoor rides and attractions that you know are going to have a level of appeal. And I think stuff like a flying theater attraction would be great. I think you know any kind of dark ride would be would be welcome at this stage um even a mediocre dark ride i would be ecstatic for just for the fact that there's a dark ride at cedar point um so i'm, I'm hoping that's the direction they go because i feel like you know with this being what it is they don't need to push there's no pushing the envelope at this stage like what else do you do you know how are you going to top this one is well, you of cut
3: funny. off the top of top Tool dragster and you put another hundred feet
0: on it that's what you do <laughs> <laughs> And then add 7,000 feet of track to it afterwards.
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, just, you know, make it go all the way down the causeway and back. <laughs> run 20 train operations. Come on, man. I did, it top, I did it in Roller Coaster Tycoon. They can do it, too.
0: <laughs> that kind of reminds me. Um, did, you, did either of you guys see this, the, the rumor about Six Flags Magic Mountain?
3: Yeah. Uh, what the? F- that was a weird one. Have you heard of that about this, Alex? Like, yeah, the Superman one? Yeah, that's... I feel like it makes sense, because you know how I felt about that. It just feels so outdated and, like, I don't know, it's just stupid. <laughs> I can't, I don't yeah. have any other word for it.
0: Yeah, for, for those that don't know what we're talking about, there's apparently uh, this video that was shown to guests at Magic Mountain uh, as kind of like a survey thing, like, would you be interested in this? And basically, they took Superman the escape or whatever it's called now. Is Escape from Krypton now? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay. So they basically took it, which, you know, it fires about a halfway or two-thirds of the way up the tower, uh, and they added track to it. So it would be like 260 feet tall or something like that to give it a top hat. And then instead of of having the two tracks, it would have one launch, go up that thing, come down, and then there would be additional track after you know, where the, the second track was that would launch in the past. So it was a whole full circuit roller coaster now instead and also like the world's tallest at the same time. And um, a lot of people, that that raised a lot of eyebrows for obvious reasons. Um, I'm not sure, I, I, I love the idea. I would much rather have that than, than Superman escape from Krypton. So, you know, if they can do it, then clearly Cedar Point can do it too. I think it's the <laughs> statement.
3: So what 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 they will do is they'll make that a continuous circuit and Cedar Points gonna make uh topto dragster a shuttle out back then
0: <laughs> it can be when it's cold
3: <laughs> yeah good, good
0: point yeah I'm hoping you guys mentioned that gemini will probably see a lot more traffic this year I kind of feel the same way and I'm I'm hopeful that that means it's going to be racing a lot more um but you know I feel like a lot of the, the big improvements have been done Matt we met has had did his thing. He he is obviously uh, I guess in retirement now or or whatever it is, and um, he has left us a a much better park than than when he started. So
3: yeah, yeah, they got rid of a lot of the uh, quantity over quality stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean we've lost what Avalanche Run slash Disaster Transport Wildcat.
3: Which yeah, Wildcat's awesome, but it didn't belong at that park.
0: No, no. And, you know, what they've done instead, you know, with taking Mantis, making it Rougarou.
3: Fantastic, by the way. I love. I think that's still one of the most inspired things the park's done.
0: I agree. I, I love it. To me, it's it's a great thing because that's a ride that would be a centerpiece coaster at most parks. And because it's at Cedar Point, you can always just ride it. But <laughs> it never has a line. It's wonderful. But there's been, between that, Valraven, Gatekeeper, changing the front gate, and now obviously Steel Vengeance. Um, you know, the quality level at that park is absolutely absurd. I mean, probably the tenth best roller coaster in that park is better than most theme park's first best roller coaster.
3: Yeah, um, I, but I mean, I can't I, I think we all can echo. and what you said before, like the issue is like they need like two or three indoor attractions. like I could see them again, like you mentioned a the flying theater, uh, dark ride. Um, I was thinking they, they they would be a good uh, fit for something like um, uh, the Hershey park indoor spinning coaster if that was a little higher capacity that would have been a good addition I think
0: they could do like dual tracks on that and that would that would probably take care of the capacity issue at least get them up to over uh, a yeah. thousand
3: but I mean what I think is that you're gonna see like a eurofighter flyer like probably on the beach probably where the the um, the action stadium, used to be. and if they're going to build a Woody, it'd be where Shoot the Rapids used to be. I think uh, there is
0: there is one big plot of land that's going to be available soon, which is where Dinosaurs Alive currently is sitting. Yeah, um, I don't know what they can do about that because there is the whole issue of there being dragster there, but I feel like there's options available, and I really hope that that's something that they look at and say, you know, we can do something with this. You know, appreciably, you know, interesting. I would love just, you know, I know that it's it's such a complete cliche for theme park people to be like, I want a boat dark ride, but then you could have a couple different buildings and you can have the boat go between them. You know, where you have the track for for Millennium Force. I'm just saying, it is an option. They and need to bring back ad-
3: the. Uh, they need to bring back the uh, boat tours that they had before they put in dragster
0: yeah i mean that would be great too or no that was actually they didn't get rid of those until um dinosaurs alive
3: yeah um oh okay never mind
0: that's fine the thing
3: about a dark ride was is the audience gonna care about that because i mean uh, not not to to, to to plug but when you had the Funkland, land was it the funk land yeah how he mentioned like he actually made sense that they did this themed up roller coaster and people were like what the hell is that i don't want that i want drilling roller coasters I mean, it's a bad example because it was, you know, not a very throwing roller coaster to start with. But they also didn't keep it up. My thing is that, like, I think they—if they do a dark ride, it just can't be the Haunted Mansion. Like, you're gonna need Triotech, or you're gonna need Sally, or you're gonna need something where at least it's, you know, it's it's energ- its engaging for these people beyond the simple, oh yay, my Easy Pass worked. Yay, my Easy Pass worked. Yay. Oh, you got Easy Pass. Yeah. I finally got an easy pass. So I, it worked and I'm very happy now. Anyway. <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, yeah, I activated it on Wednesday, so I didn't know if it was going to be activated for Friday night or not. Cause they say 48 hours. But anyway. Um, yeah, I th- I mean, when they do a dark ride, it, j- it can't be just, you know, the Looney Tunes dark ride at Six Flags over Texas. Like they need, they need to have a bite to it or something to engage people, I think. So I think flying theater makes sense. Indoor coaster makes sense. And, you know, a Triotech or a Sally interactive dark ride makes sense, I
0: believe. Yeah, I think – basically, I think the long and the short of it is that we can all agree that they need indoor stuff. Yeah. They need, they need rides that operate when it when it gets wet because they have nothing at the moment, literally. Or
3: cold.
0: Yeah, or cold. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it gets to be cold and windy at Cedar Point, and both of those things shut down tons of rides. Um, you know, just even with some of the existing things, like, you know – what if they put a box around a uh, witch's wheel? I mean, I'm not saying that that's going to fix everything and give you a dark ride like attraction, but it gives you something that you can run when it starts to get wet. Uh, and that's, yeah. that's what they've had for a while. So uh, any, any sort of closing thoughts that either of you guys have about steel vengeance?
3: Um, uh, I, I, I want to ride it again. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can think of right now. But like, God, it's just so good. I, it's just, the thing about it is, the only thing that's like, it doesn't, every element feels different. The only thing that actually feels like it repeats itself uh, is the uh, barrel roll, the second barrel roll. But, um, yeah. It's, I think it's just, it's a fantastic ride. I think the hype is real. I think it's, I think it's legitimate. I didn't want to believe it. Um, I just, I I mean, the only thing is that, like, people start saying, it, yo, it's the best ride in the world. That's when I start wondering, like, I don't know if that's true because there are so many unique coasters out there that are totally weird and different. And also Cedar Point fanboys. Yeah, exactly. that too. Like, I mean, Steel Vengeance is great, but like, is it necessarily better than X2? You know, like X2 is insane and totally unique. You know, is it better than, you know, Millennium Force, which is to- another totally unique ride? Um, you know, great questions. Or for people who are, you know, Masochist, is it better than Intimidator at King Dominion or something like that? Um, I just don't know. I like, I like, and, and the thing is that it's still a complicated ride because we haven't been in the front row. And um, I don't know. It just throws so much at you that I just need more time to process it. And I've heard – and and Alex has said this, but I've heard people complain about Steel Vengeance beating them up, and I had no issues. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, they said it beat them up. I had no issues. Um, I think the trains feel a little bit larger than the other ones, but that's just me. Um, yeah, that's kind of my final two cents on Steel Vengeance and Cedar Point. Do we want to talk about some breaking news, though? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, going on, Streamscape? First of all, Avalanche, uh, Wisconsin Dells is closed for good.
0: I, I literally got messaged earlier today on Facebook uh, by a friend of mine who's like, you wrote Avalanche which is now apparently done. Were you a fan? And I was like, I'm like, what? I'm not shocked. No, I'm not
3: shocked at all.
0: But, you know, it sucks because now that area has... No competition. No competition, literally none. And it's, you know, the people that are are in charge of the one major outdoor amusement facility that's not a water park, uh, I just have very little faith in them for a lot of reasons.
3: Oh, uh, you have no idea. But anyway.
0: Yeah, I wrote it back I I do have ideas, um, but we're not going to talk about them on the podcast.
3: No, we are not. Um, Yeah, I wrote back in 2013. I thought it was a fun ride. It was a little rough back then, but it was still a really fun ride because uh, it was intense. It was great. But um, what I always heard is it didn't really make the money. It was more of a magnet for for the park to draw people in.
0: Yeah, like it was like basically like their version of a billboard. It was something unique to to see. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. That's that. I kind of wanted to ride it again, but oh well.
0: Yeah, I don't know when I'm going to get to the Dells. I, I always say that because I just I I there's nothing really that I enjoy about the Dells at this stage. Um, because you know what you know, not that the water parks are bad in that area. The water parks are great, but you know my interest is is generally with. With dry parks with amusement with theme parks and mount olympus is just not it's not gonna it's not gonna scratch that itch for a vast vast number of reasons i might be a wood coaster guy but i'm not a mount olympus wood coaster guy and i don't know anybody who is anywhere in the world that doesn't have a greek last name so <laughs> um what else do we have that's that's come up
3: double launch mac mega coaster for carowinds next year
0: I w- there was a rumor about that, so th- that's yeah. apparently confirmed. Were there some uh, some blueprints? Not
3: rumors, I don't know. He's, he's saying it's like leak I don't know. We're gonna put in the rumor territory right now. But that was that. I I hope it's not a rumor because I I, like, um, I love what Mac is it does. They they're they're like the premier. Uh, well, they're premier roller coaster manufacturer, not main premier. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I had the luck of riding a couple of their rides uh, late last year, you know, with Velociraptor and Capital Bullet Train. Uh, Because all I had been on before that was I had been on uh, Manta, which is a very good ride over at SeaWorld San Diego. And Velociraptor is outstanding, Uh, which what I found most people would complain about it. They're like, well, it's not as good as, as Blue Fire. Is, is the constant complaint, and I'm just like, I don't know, it's freaking great. Um, you know, for Carowinds to get something like that, you know, again, uh, you know, talking about the way Cedar Fair has, has gone through their acquisition process, you know, it's it's sad that they lost the racing coaster, but...
3: Yeah, 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 it was.
0: At, at, the, at, the, at the flip side of it, you know, a multi-launch racing or multi-launch coaster, Intimidator and Fury. I mean... That, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good trio of rides that Cedar Fair has been able to put into that park.
3: Yeah, we just drove past the drive-in uh, on uh, E.D. leaving Cedar Point, and we're trying to figure out mo- what movie was playing. <laughs> I gotta get up to. There's a place north of Allentown called Shankwellers. It's the uh, the second. It's well, it's the second uh, theater ever uh, drive-in theater ever built, and it's the oldest one, obviously, continuously operating.
0: Really? I didn't, I didn't know that was out there.
3: Yeah, it's, just, it's not that far from Dorney. Less than 20 minutes. And they do double features every every night.
0: Um, anything else that, that comes up on Screamscape?
3: Uh, nothing to really talk about. But, uh, I mean,
0: those, those are two pretty decent-sized items. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the other, the other one is that um, there are marking on Terranon flyers at Islands of Adventure. And they're going to be doing something in there starting later this summer
0: so i'm fine with that um i'm bummed because i never got the credit but i was never going to get the credit so i'm okay with it
3: yeah it's it's going to be a better attraction that's coming and it's replacing an attraction that has like an hourly capacity of like 300 people an hour that no one could really ride and uh it's replacing uh trike encounter which is not currently being used for anything so bonus bonus right
0: yeah. I mean, if, if you're not really losing anything of real value and to be honest, <laughs> tear it on flyers is nothing of real value. You know, it, it's a win. So, you know, whatever they've got. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be at least halfway decent. Um, heck, it, it could be not even that halfway decent It's still better than, than absolutely nothing and tear it on flyers. So I'm happy with that. I will mention I saw some pictures earlier today of Canada's Wonderland, uh, which had its season pass preview today. Yeah, and there's a humongous tunnel they've yeah. dug, and it basically it's everybody knows it's for a dive coaster, I think, because the track is. <laughs> well, we saw aerial photos over the
3: winter, but now we got to see it close up and personal. So it, I love the, I love there's just a tarp over the track though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's, it's a big tunnel, and, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. I think that's going to be, again, you know, Canada's Wonderland, the first time I went there, the best ride was Canadian Mindbuster, and wow, have things changed. Um, wow. You know, just wow. the usual Cedar Fair thing of just build two B&M hypers, uh, that seems to do wonders for everybody. Now if they can get rid of um, a flight deck, or change out the restraints. That would be good. That's another thing that that they really should move on. Um, but yeah, no. There's there's a lot of movement with the Cedar Fair parks. All of a sudden, we got some big stuff coming. Exciting. Very um, exciting. And you're going? Are you going to Kings Island tomorrow, Alex? I am. Yeah. Somehow. Is <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh. It doesn't feel like it right now, considering how exhausted I am. But.
0: Yeah, you just have to drive, what, like uh, four and a half hours, and you'll be there in no time.
3: It's three hours. Yeah, it's three
0: hours. Oh, it's three hours? That's oh, not that bad.
3: I've done it before. It's three oh. hours. Yeah, I got to
0: leave like six-ish. Yeah, that's not too bad. Um, yeah. So, obviously, tomorrow you'll probably get on Mystic Timbers. Uh, and right-
3: they're open till 10, so I'll get some Beast. Oh,
0: day. man. Get that Beast yeah. Nightlight in, man.
3: Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I figured they were closing at eight, so... Isn't that really weird for them to open that late early this early
0: the season? I mean, I guess, especially because it's been cold. I have a tough time accepting that it's it's almost May. Like
3: well, the weather today was beautiful. Oh my god, it was seventy three in Akron.
0: It it, so, it yeah. <laughs> we, we we've we've at least seen the sixties now here in Michigan. It stopped snowing, so that's good. <laughs> um, I I just like I said, I have a hard time believing that that it's actually time. For amusement parks to really open in this neck of the woods, but I'm happy about it. So I'm excited for next weekend. Um, I don't even remember what else I'm doing for May. I go to Toronto, and actually, I'll probably see you, Alex, at the end of May because we'll be at Kenobo's. So
3: yeah, and maybe and maybe Sesame. We can figure that
0: out, right? Yeah, we got to figure that I out. Know, I, I got to sure. talk to my buddy Kyle. I think I think though the option of of a fresh wood coaster is going to excite him. It does to me. I haven't. That's going to be open by then, right? Isn't it already testing? Yeah, I
3: don't think it's got much more time to open. I, I imagine if it's not open, it might open that weekend. To be honest with you.
0: Okay. Yeah, we'll have to play it by ear then, if that's the case. Because I don't want to end yeah. up getting down there and not riding it. That would be. That's. There's nothing sadder than paying the money to get into Sesame Place.
3: Well, you could. I don't know if they still have it, but they used to have a thing where uh, you go in and you like buy something, and like it could just be a pencil because they have like a shopping pass.
0: Yeah, yeah the yeah. shoppers pass. Yeah, you, you get, get, an get an in for an hour.
3: Yeah, go buy a pencil or something like that. <laughs> like, I feel
0: like they something. must have gotten rid of that. Like that's too easy to exploit. What do I know? Especially for a bankrupt company. Yeah, <laughs> <There> you go. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know what? That's one other thing we can quickly mention. So, uh, for those who, who do read the Parkscope articles, uh, we did an article, right in an article a couple months back about SeaWorld. Uh, and basically, I said that uh, the company that had invested in them from China was broke. Uh, and then it was made official. They basically uh, filed for a receivership this past week in China. So, yeah, I, I I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen right now with SeaWorld. But um, you know, the the whole talk of Project Madrid has gone from like everybody was saying, oh, they're going to get a Giga Coaster to like, oh, they're going to get a Starflyer. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what to say about those guys. Um, you were just at Bush Gardens and in, in Kings Dominion, were you not, Alex? No, just Kings Dominion. I oh, just uh, Kings Dominion. Yeah, and I would pass, So Alex, uh, no, uh, uh, Hyde was at. Uh, Bushguard Blue. That's right. That's right. He was just there. Yeah. The right.
3: other one who we always have on. <laughs> you
0: know what? There's like the natural rotation of people that enter and exit Parkscope, and now it's like now Alex is the regular. Yeah. <laughs> you got change. You got change the profiles again on the website, Joe. Everything's got to get sh- shuffled around.
3: Yeah. Well, uh, I'm trying to think if there's any else. I mean, Universal has that nighttime show that's shaping up. Oh my god. That's that I yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff getting installed out there on that water. Yeah. A lot so are they going to sink that whole platform or what? No, I think the, the lagoon is drained
3: severely for that. Because if you look at any photos from the ground level, you can see where the watermark is on the walks, the, the water on the other side of the in the background.
0: Yeah, they definitely are looking to, to really change and... You know, upgrade that show tremendously. Um, I know that we talked about on the last show as well, where we were discussing how you well know, IOA doesn't really have a nighttime show and probably needs one at this point, regardless of what they say about the light show at, at Harry Potter. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. You know, hopefully they have nice dinner packages still. That would be good.
3: Yeah. So the thing is, um, like the previous nighttime shows, whether it be the 360 or Dynamite Spectacular or spec, was that it was the whole freaking lagoon. Now they're really focusing on pretty much the area between um, where Fast and the Furious is now and Battery Park. Uh, and they're going to be putting in a tiered uh, standing area like they have for Roll the Color. Uh, so they're really trying to focus the show at that end of the lagoon. So I think that's an interesting thing to do and probably a good move.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. It's it's time for them, I think to, to try and to try and do something along those lines and, and maybe you know focus on on kind of an entertainment aspect rather than just the rides because we really haven't seen universal push in terms of the shows in the park and changing anything in a long time.
3: I mean their shows they always push were either at Halloween Horror Nights or Potter related. Otherwise they really haven't touched anything since like almost Island of Adventure opening.
0: You know. Like Fear Factor Live is like the last new show.
3: Oh like boy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been off the air for years. At this point, Joe Rogan is known more for like smoking weed with alt right people on a podcast. Yeah. yeah. And and announcing for the UFC than he is for anything involved with Fear Factor.
3: I think Fear Factor was a thing, left, came back and then left again. Like it's done the whole the whole turnaround uh, for Fear Factor. Um, but that's going away soon, I believe. Um, also, the hot rumor for this nighttime show is that they're going to use Jerome somehow.
0: They're going to use Jerome?
3: No, not Jerome. Drones.
0: Oh, drones. I was like, Jerome? I was like, who the hell is Jerome? And like, how am I like completely ignorant? Of this <laughs>
3: yeah, so they're going to have Jerome walk out onto the water platform. <laughs> 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 He's going to have like one of those little wavy things and he's just gonna float it around and then he's gonna bow and he's gonna leave
0: he's gonna apparate and that's gonna be what's so great about it
3: yeah you know you know uh you know uh harry ron hermione and jerome (laughs) 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 you know this is better than the cursed child already
0: Well, I look forward to the new nighttime show featuring Jerome.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we also forgot the other big entertainment we saw today, Alex. When we were waiting for the Steel Vengeance uh, opening ceremony, we were standing there and we looked on top of a building and we saw, <laughs> we saw two seagulls getting it on. <laughs> They were really going at it Yeah, they were like, like holy shit.
0: <laughs> so like that it, was yeah. A,
3: yeah, that was definitely uh entertaining there, too.
0: Uh, oh, there was, like, uh, some drunk woman that was in in the queue line with you guys, too, right?
3: You don't know what she was. It was, uh, it, oh, my God. And after we got off in and, uh, Irvine, Andre Engineering, both of them were on the exit, and she had found her way to them.
0: <laughs> oh, no.
3: Oh, poor Anne.
0: Yeah. Poor Ann and Brian. They don't need that today.
3: No, no. And then the ride broke down shortly. It broke down. On the last train. On the last train. The train that we got off, we were on the second to last train, and then that one wouldn't move. So the last people were stuck on the brake run. <laughs> but that's the only time I think it actually broke tonight. night. That whole entire it night. It stopped on the lift hill because I, I'm willing to bet some dude took out a camera and they probably got on the loudspeaker. But otherwise, it was running... Lawlessly the whole night. Yeah, but we don't know why. You know that third train being off. That could've been something. You never know. You yeah. never know. Conspiracy. Okay, I'm just getting punched drunk <laughs> here. But um, <laughs> um, where we Jerome. Yeah, Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> Jerome. Fucking Jerome. Oh my god. And, and Fred Grubbs laugh. <laughs> yeah, you guys need to listen to the Coaster Radio interview with uh Fred grubb, Fred grubb. because he has uh, probably the best laugh in the world. <laughs> Uh, it's absolutely up- priceless laugh. So, yeah, that was a whole thing, too. Uh, man, but yeah, no, it was a good day overall. Uh, everything's been fun. I'm just super tired. I, I ate like, oh god we well, so I ate a bunch of melt, and then on my 2nd la- last ride on Steel Vengeance, I got like a stomach full of air, so I'm constantly burping right now. So that, and I probably need to go use the restroom because I have a stomach full of air. Um, but yeah, otherwise, good
0: day. Well, I think I think we've done our podcast. Um, you can find me at Gods on Safari on Twitter. Uh, Alex, where can we find you on Twitter? Coaster spotting. Joe, you run you run Parkscope.
3: Yeah, sure. Why not?
0: Let's <laughs> <laughs> just a minute now. You run it. Uh, where can we find you on Twitter?
3: Um, I'm Parkscope Joe, and then we also have Parkscope and Parkscope.net and other fun things of that nature. Uh, yeah, but we don't use it for anything. <coughs> After the episode, we made fun of Facebook. Uh, Mike uh, went and registered MySpace.com slash Parkscope for us. So we're also on MySpace now. Oh, sweet. Yeah, just in case this whole Facebook thing goes belly up, we got uh, we got our foot in the door.
0: Now we just need so, to do some rap songs and get on SoundCloud.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, exactly. Or Bandcamp or, band or we something. We can get Jerome's...
0: <laughs> Jerome and Parkscope on Bandcamp <laughs> buy our new demo on MP3, $5 nothing but absolute fire nothing we're actually fire. giving
3: away uh, yeah we're actually dropping the CDs as you exit Steel Vengeance we're just handing them out uh, let's <laughs> know our demo uh,
0: I wonder what would happen if somebody actually showed up with a bunch of like CD-ROMs where CDs were like MP3s of their podcast on it, and they were just like handing it out like, yo, check this out. It's like this coaster, my podcast. trust a
3: foreign CD anymore.
0: Yeah, you're ruining my fun, man.
3: I mean, if it was an audio.
0: I just want to distribute bootlegs, that's all.
3: Okay. We need it just to be like in jewel cases, like blue and pink and green jewel cases. Yeah, yeah, Would you yeah. take a Sharpie to it?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'd be the best. Why don't if we put it on cassette
3: man. tape? Be the
0: best. Oh yeah. Well cassette tapes are really in right now.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Jeez. especially uh, and, and guess what? They'll be able to listen to our podcast in prison.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's important.
3: Tape. Very you important know, if
0: we can build an audience anywhere, it should definitely be incarcerated people.
3: I think uh, I think it's very important that we become the first theme park podcast that focuses on the prison population.
0: <laughs> I think
3: this is really a niche niche that needs to be uh, filled.
0: We can do the uh, the first interview with Schlitterbahn's owner.
3: Oh,
0: oh <laughs> boy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, Joe, you want to close us out?
3: Uh, yeah. Hello, everybody. Hey, everything. I think this is our exit. Yeah, this is our exit. We're gone seventy seven now. Yay.